You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. We're going to get our show started with our grateful moment this week. Evan, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful that uh, we're one week closer to Christmas. Uh, it's been a long first semester of school, so my kids are on break, and being one week closer to Christmas means that I get a actual break for Christmas holidays. Amen to that. Phil, what are you grateful for? Likewise, I'm happy we're one week closer to Christmas, and I was able to secure a PlayStation 5, but it's for my nephew <laughs> in New York, but I'm still happy I was able to secure one, so I'm grateful for that and the Christmas holidays. Kelvin, what are you grateful for? Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm grateful that I got a chance to hang out with family this week. We uh, just had another a dinner before Christmas. It was really cool to catch up with everybody, see everybody face. And I'm just grateful for family, man. But Phil, if you want to swing that PS5 over my crib, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking gifts right now, brother. So Appreciate Phil, you. did you did you buy that like for Christmas or like you like went in as a group and you're the one who got it for them? They're reimbursing you partially no comment oh my gosh yo can you be my uncle <laughs> right uncle phil for real he uncle phil for real Belair. <laughs> rest in peace to uncle phil um i am grateful for the fact that the buffalo bills they have clinched the afc east now i know what you're saying i'm a giants fan but i'm from new york first okay and Buffalo is a New York team, and we are going to have a New York team in the playoffs. So I am super grateful for that. I can feel the hate coming from the Eagles fans, but it is what it is. This is wild. This, this is actually wild, okay? <laughs> Take it. Thanks, Evan. Somebody got to address this, man. First, she's not New York. Next, she's Brooklyn. Now she's claiming anyone in the New York stratosphere. Next thing you know, she's start claiming like the Patriots. Like, well, they're, they're close enough. They're the Northeastern portion of the country. Listen, like in New York, you get special privileges when it comes to cheering for teams. So I know it's unfair, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so let us go ahead and jump in and talk about some NBA. We had um, a few things happen this week. It was super interesting. The first topic we want to talk about is Giannis signing his super max deal. Um, I believe it was $228 million over the course of five years. It is hailed as the richest contract in NBA history. Um, and so what we want to discuss is whether this was a smart move, whether we're looking at it from the standpoint of the Bucks as an organization, or we're looking at it from the standpoint of the player Giannis. So what do you guys think about this Supermax deal? It's interesting because Giannis isn't even the best player in the league. He's, he's the highest paid player in the league. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you think about it, when when Patrick Mahomes got his money, the richest contract in the NFL history, mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. It makes sense. Giannis, get it, he didn't get his money, but you still have KD and LeBron ahead of Giannis. So yeah. I, I, I think it's kind of interesting on the Bucks' behalf, especially for someone – who has perennially underperformed in the playoffs because his offensive skill package is limited. Mm. But, hey, 
he also uh, went in with a ski mask and got his money. So, you know, big ups to the African. Yeah, Evan, let me ask you this, though. Does the best player always have the best contract, though? I mean, historically speaking, I don't know if it happens that way. If they don't, they should. In I perfect, mean, in the perfect you, world, maybe. If you look at the Jordan situation, right? Everyone's probably caught up with the Jordan situation. And everyone looks back and say the owner of the Bulls was an idiot, right? You know, we saw the documentary and Jordan should have been the highest played player in the NBA. Giannis, to me, here's my thing. If you're going to be the richest player in the NBA, you should at least be winning me championships or get me close to the finals. Giannis getting yeah. slapped in the playoffs every year because he has a limited offensive skill package. So he went in there with like a bank robber, put the ski mask on, got his money, big ups to him, but a dumb move by the buck. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it like like my brother right here. I feel like um, I feel like this is a very smart move for uh, for you know Bucks, just because Giannis is twenty six years old, two time MVP. Um, he checks off so many different boxes. Um, yeah, we could talk about, you know, the lack that he has, but that's up to the organization to bring players around him that's comparable pieces, uh, you know, to get a championship. So I'm, I'm not mad at him for that. I think he deserves every penny of that money. And it's the win, the real win is the Bucks in Milwaukee because you're not going to run into that type of talent. And there's no free agent at that level is going to come over to play with the Bucks. So you got to do what you got to do to keep him. They did what they had to do. But as far as Giannis is concerned, it's all about if he thinks he can win. Is he trying to follow the Kobe narrative and, and stay with one team his whole career? Or is he trying to just be like those vagabond guys that's jumping around um, from team to team, city to city, to, in, in hopes of a championship? So I like the move. I think it was a power move by him. I respect the fact that he's staying in Milwaukee. And I think he's worth every penny. You know, you got to give somebody the max money. Everybody, every every team is allowed to give out a max max deal for their team, and they chose to give it to him. And I think it was a good move. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you on that because um, Mike Conley, he was the first max deal person, and he was not even close. He wasn't even a top five point guard when he got his he got his money. So the Bucks won on this because they kept him away from Miami. New York, um, <laughs> Los Angeles, you know, they kept him away. And I think this is the few players, uh, MVPs, that will actually sign the max and stayed home. So it's, I, I really, I really think that it was the best move for both of them, kept him away, kept him home. And Giannis is too loyal. Every comment you read is he didn't want his, um, he didn't want, his mom didn't want to leave. He felt comfortable coming from where he came from. This is his his journey where he wants to be at. So it is what it is. Uh, congratulations. Uh, they both winners and the losers are all the other teams who was gearing up their salary cap to try to woo him over. For me, I, I like this and I like it a lot um, for some of the sentiments that was already shared. But if loyalty was a person, it would definitely be Giannis. And outside of just signing on the dotted line and getting your money, you have to listen to how he speaks about the organization. He said the Bucks was the only organization willing to take a chance on this Greek kid, right? They, they reared him. 
He developed, like, I don't know if you guys remember how scrawny he was when he first came to the league. I mean, he has developed in Milwaukee as the powerhouse that he is today. He definitely deserves that money. I think now the Bucks as an organization can try to focus on being like a title contender team. Um, you know, the one thing I would say, though, is with this contract, he doesn't have like the A-list Robin that other teams have, right? So KD has your Kyrie, LeBron has his AD, the Bucks aren't able, they're not gonna be able to afford someone of that caliber to kind of um, back him up. So that is something to consider. Um, they did sacrifice some draft assets to acquire Drew Holiday um, recently. And so how much they're gonna be able to build around Giannis is still yet to be seen. But this dude is loyal. He said, I'm not leaving the team that took a chance on me. I'm not leaving the city that got me established. I'm not LeBron James. I'm not Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? And that's my guy. He says, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to work. He took full responsibility for his subpar play in the playoffs this year, at least. So he shows all the characteristics of, of a player that can really just develop and be great and 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 kind of build where you are and and you don't see the kobe's or the mj's in this era and you probably won't see that again so i fully respect it i mean i love it i i think all around it's good with with, with all that being said the brother still won't win the championship just for the record oh facts no facts facts but, but that's my that's my point that's my point like it's a win win for him. Like, number one, we give we give these organizations, these players give these organizations too much love. Like, bro, like, like someone else would have drafted you if you fell far enough. I mean, you were still a lottery pick. It wasn't like it wasn't like you were like the last pick of the draft and no one believed in you. Like, quit that narrative. You were going to the league. I mean, so they took a chance when they believed in me. And you know, I, you know, I tell my mom, mom, get on the gravy train. We're going somewhere else. And so he'll go down as a, as a as a great NBA player. He'll get his money. He may win an MVP award here or there. But at this point in my life, I want to know, show me the hardware. No, and, and, and I get that. And I don't think Milwaukee is going to win in the next four years. I think his player option comes up after four years of the contract. So I don't see them toppling over your Lakers, your Nets, your, you know. <clears throat> clip who? Yeah. So I'm sorry? My throat, my throat, my oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, no, you you definitely have something in your throat because we're, we're not even <laughs> being serious about that. Um, <laughs> and so I do think... I mean, I don't know. I still like it. At 30 years old, I'm sure he can go to a team. Like, at that point, he can kind of pick the team to pick up his ring or two to kind of add to his repertoire. Um, you know, I still think he would be super viable at 30 years old, just as KD has been super viable at 30. You know, so... I mean, I think the option is still there where he can have the storybook career and I was loyal and I stuck with the team and, and still go on and get his accolades. I agree with that. All right. I Let us... The, of the world who screw their organizations. <laughs>
Well, we see that. <laughs> Let's go on and talk about the Clippers, the Clippers, the Clippers. So we know the whole production it was um, last year when the Lakers and the Clippers were trying to acquire Kawhi Leonard. Um, now that whole process is being called under investigation. And pretty much what happened is Jerry West um, promised a guy who basically said, look, I have strong connections with Kawhi, with his uncle, with his business manager. I can put a bug in his ear. I can get him over to the Clippers for you. In exchange, okay, I need you to pay me something. Jerry West said, oh, no problem. We're going to pay you $2.5 million if we are successful in recruiting Kawhi. As we all know, Kawhi been with the Clippers. And now this guy, his name is Wilkes, is like, where is my money? So this is essentially a breach of contract claim and so the question is how do you guys feel about this agreement so it wasn't like directly with Kawhi's contract but it was like the side agreement that kind of got Kawhi there um do you think that the Clippers should be held accountable do you think that's unfair bargaining even in the free agency process what are you guys thinking about this see the biggest problem is that they got caught. I think this happens all the time. They should have just paid off. They just got caught. Hmm. I, I, you think uh, LeBron James, well, LeBron James probably exception. He cho chose his own path, but players just happen to go there and there without some type of deal. We hear about what happened to Harden when he came over and ordered his, you know, extra, extra curriculums and extra patent things he was able to do. So, I don't know for the Clippers, he was the catch of the that year, of the 2019 uh, free agency. By any means necessary, the issue is they got caught, pay. You don't have no draft picks anyway. Just pay and just keep trying to get a championship. Try and make it to the conference finals. So that's how I feel about this okay. situation. Replace Jerry West with Kobe Bryant for the NBA logo. I'll say it again. Tired <laughs> this white privileged man who was a, who was a Hall of Famer, but was not like the best player in his own league getting on the logo. Put a black man on the logo and stop allowing this white man to get away with all this nonsense. Um, I mean, the Clippers are cursed, man. I mean, here's the thing. Those rules should apply to everyone but the Clippers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, you should give them any advantage, any Milwaukee Bucks, any advantage to, to get a to get a, a star player because these organizations are trash. So I, I do the same thing. I don't get got caught or not. I do the same thing. I do it in front of the commissioner's face. I mean, there's no way, there's no way a fool like this is gonna come play for y'all because the Clippers are trash. And now that we, I mean, the Clippers are so bad. Not even Doc Rivers could save them. I, I don't know, like Kawhi Leonard and all of his might, who lifted Toronto. You know, he ain't gonna be able to lift the Clippers because they just are a mediocre organization. I mean, how, once again, how do you give this guy Paul George's money? Yeah. I mean, they don't know what they're doing. So, of course, you got to, like, you know, whatever. But, I mean, it's a violation of NBA policy. Like, you're not supposed to have indirect communication. Remember, they they penalized, I think, Doc Rivers uh, last offseason for calling Kawhi Leonard the best player or something like that as a form of trying to recruit tampering. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. it's illegal. But I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, why is it illegal? I guess maybe you don't get teams unfair advantages, but we all know that teams talk way before 
the the, the tampering times allowed. So, um, well, here's and and I'm you're asking like why is this a thing or whatever. What this guy said he did was had direct communication with Kawhi Leonard prior to anything, got all of Kawhi Leonard's terms, including Paul George. So that Paul George thing, the package thing, everything Kawhi would need, they had that inside information before this whole process started. So when the Lakers was pursuing Kawhi, they didn't have the same inside knowledge that the Clippers had because this individual gave them that information. He basically told the Clippers what to say. So when you meet with him, you say one, two, three, and four, and that's what wooed Kawhi. So I'm thinking the league is thinking this went way too far. Like this scheme was a little too much. Man, Uncle Johnny got played. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Johnny Wilkes got played. <laughs> He's not going. They're not stupid enough to have any of this thing. Uh, have a paper trail following any of this. So this is all legit. I don't think he's going to be able to prove it. Mm -hmm. um, and and if that was the case, why, why didn't he shop it to the Lakers, to other teams that he wanted to go to? He just shopped it to the Clippers. All this stuff. I mean, it's it's he said she said. We don't know if it's it's true. I don't think it's provable. I think they just played my man. You know what I'm saying? They didn't give him his money at the end of the day. Kawhi, like, you're not getting a piece of this contract. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you better go do what you got to do in the media, my man. So homeboy got played, you know what I'm saying? And uh, hopefully they quiet it down. They probably shoot him $100,000 and everybody be happy. Well, in, in all fairness, and, and obviously having a writing is going to be your strongest evidence in case. Being an attorney, though, um, oral agreements are enforceable depending on what kind of information um, he has. So even if there's no writing, I, I hope this guy was smart enough to have recordings of conversations. Um, you know what I'm saying? Or even have external conversations with other people that can verify the agreement. Because we all know Kawhi don't even talk about stuff that's relevant to the game. So Kawhi ain't giving you no information about that. Nothing. But if this guy can circumstantially show that this agreement is in place, legally he's entitled to that oral agreement. So what do you think he would have did that already though, Dion? Um, if he something? This is the first step though. Like the first step he did was like, hey, they made an agreement to pay me money. They didn't pay me my money. And so this is what is out in the public now. Like, oh my gosh, they owe me money. The second step now is the league doing their investigation and we don't know what information is going to come up. And, and this is what I think, mm -hmm. though. This, this, this is what I think. I think if, if they believed he had any of that information, he already got paid already. Because they, knew they, can't, he, they can't trace whatever he said mm -hmm. back to them. I mm -hmm. think that's the reason why they don't mind this thing going public. Else they would have been snuffed it. True. They got more money. Their money longer than his at the end of the day. It, that's what it, exactly. And quite frankly, you know, in the law, we call it deeper pockets, right? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. Clippers can trail him along forever, bring in the lawyers, bring in the legal fees. But at the end of the day, who's going to be able to afford this on a longer scale? And it's obviously not this guy, right? 
Not Johnny. Johnny can't and do it. And so what I think is going to happen is we're not going to really hear about this again. Like we got the story, it sparked up, but it's going to be an under the table settlement. I can guarantee you because even though they're like, you don't have any evidence, dragging something like this out might be that. Well, they're cursed, so it won't be detrimental to it's them. A bad look. It's a bad look. For a normal organization, <laughs> dragging this out might might have some negative implications. So we'll see how it goes. But very interesting stuff. As a lawyer, like I was like foaming at the mouth, like, oh my gosh, this is great. I love this. <laughs> um, all right. So let us transition and talk about LeBron and Ty Lu. We know that the Clippers and the Lakers um, are set to play in a couple of days on the 22nd. And we think it's super relevant to kind of bring up the last time LeBron and Lou actually played together. And that was in the 2016 NBA finals when Lou was on paper, the head coach of Cleveland, but we know LeBron was the head coach of the Cavaliers that year. And, um, some of the drama that transpired from that. So, LeBron basically made a statement back then was that him and Lou almost came to blows in game seven of the NBA finals and things were heated. And on the other side of the coin, Ty Lu was like, look, I just called him out a couple of times. He complained a little bit, you know, typical LeBron stuff. And that was the end of that. Um, so what do you guys think about that old beef? between Lou and LeBron and what do you guys think the energy is going to be when they see each other in close quarters again? Well, well, first thing I do, I hope, I hope little Lou understand that uh, he's not in LeBron weight class. So Word. <laughs> that come to blows thing ain't true for the record. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and I think, uh, and I think he, he messed around and get his flashback from AI. <laughs> Laker, he got stepped over he need to leave Bron James alone man <laughs> so so keep all that energy man be professional just be a coach man leave that guy LeBron alone man that dude is different man leave him alone yeah I think I think that they um I don't think there's any beef I I, I don't think there's any beef between them I think it's all love I think it was the heat of the moment thing but I just think it's interesting it's like there's revisionist history. LeBron tells like we almost get a blows. Mm -hmm. Ty Lue tells the story like right after the finals, like yeah, you know, I called him out in the huddle, and then he went to James Jones. Like, can you believe you called me out like that? Like, number one, like who just goes around the locker room? Like, can you believe you called me out like that? <laughs> like, are you are you above being called out if you're not playing up to your standards? Right, right. <laughs> and and, and privilege. Yeah. <laughs> But but Calvin, it goes back to your point. Like we know Lou and LeBron, they're not in the same weight class. But you that big, but you whining to your teammates in the locker room about a coach calling you. I mean, I don't know how tough you are. LeBron ain't grow up with a dad, man. Some things he just don't know. <laughs> he ain't grow up with a dad. We got to excuse some of his behavior, man. <laughs> I agree with that. The only blow he's gonna do is gonna blow into his hand, throw the powder up. Give his coach a hug and keep it moving. LeBron ain't fighting. He's not a fighter. You gonna take it out on Paul George? Yeah, basically. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. And, and to Kevin's point, it's it's almost like the argument we make for black people when they get shot by the police. What black man you know gonna pull out a gun when he sees a police officer? 
what, what makes you think Ty Lue gonna, gonna, gonna square up against LeBron James? Ty Lue, what, 6'1", 6'2"? On his best day. No, right. I was yeah. about to say, is he even? With the, with the braids. He might get six foot. LeBron, 6'8", 6'9", looking like an athletic specimen? There ain't no yeah. way Ty Lue trying to fight you. What, what do you yeah. thought? I was scared of blows. Yeah, I was, right. I was I was booked locker. <laughs> that, right. And and Evan, that that ties into my whole point. Like one thing about LeBron that I don't like, I can't deny his on the court abilities and you know where he ranks as one of the all-time greats to ever play the game. But this guy is soft to me, man. It's soft to me. Like it's it's me at five nine telling people, oh, me and my younger eight-year-old brother, we almost fought the other day. You know, he's like three seven but me and him almost like you know what i'm saying it's like dude just 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 stop just stop it's 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 too much and i think on the kd issue right yeah like lebron always tried like the appeal of lebron james is there already he literally has to do nothing and we're all going to be interested well us all except me we're going to be interested in what he's doing, what's on the horizon for him, what moves he's making. And so why try to create this, this, this extra lore about you? Like, it's, it kills me. It's, it's we, really, really not a fight on LeBron. We yeah. all know that. He's just controlling that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we, because I'm like, of all the people I would want to defend me in the NBA as far as players, it's definitely not LeBron, right? If if Markeith Morris gets mad at LeBron, LeBron might run. <laughs> like, just keeping it real. So, I mean, it is what it is. And, and I'm sure there's no bad blood. One of the things I do like about LeBron, though, he don't really seem to hold grudges like um, KD and his burner account does, apparently. Um, so I do respect that, and he 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 definitely lets things go. I think Delonte Delonte West might want to have a word about him holding grudges. <laughs> That's true, and yeah, because West was almost in the family, but that's a whole different show. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is, man. But looking forward to that game, definitely looking forward to it. I think I'm more looking forward to Brooklyn versus GSW, but you know. We'll you mean see. that beatdown that's gonna happen on on the, on the Warriors? <laughs> nah, I like it the might not. I like it the might Warriors. Not. What's yeah. up? Yeah, the the Warriors might might. You gotta understand, Kevin Durant right now is only scoring twenty five points a game, so so he's not even at his best. You're not giving enough power to Kyrie Sage. The Sage is gonna be running throughout the game. <laughs> <Sage. laughs> what is up with Kyrie? Why did we talk about the Sage today? I need mean, oh man. <laughs> We have three minutes. That I, dude, you I know, was about to say, what in the Western witchcraft? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Sage, Sage is supposed to, you know, clear the and the bad energy in the room. But you see, Kyrie better stop playing because he'll burn it and he'll pass out first. Okay, <laughs> he got it from KD. They <laughs> belong to each other, man. They belong to each other. And he was like, that, that, that's, that's his stuff, man. He, he said, you probably, you probably like Sage before he plays 2K. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that relationship oh. ain't going to work, guys. I'm telling you, that relationship in Brooklyn ain't going to work. 
it's not it's not and you want to know what i don't know and maybe you guys can help me out um as we kind of end this it's like were they like best friends before and i didn't know about it like how did this bromance come along i didn't even know they were friends LeBron james huh oh okay so it was kind of like a mutual dislike of that one person I mean, I don't think Katie dislikes him, but I think there is some professional jealousy. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And Kyrie obviously was jealous. Like, Kyrie wanted to be the man. So there's... I mean, Ky- Kyrie ain't even the, the man on the team now. It's, like, Kyrie is not like that premier dude. But that's not the truth in Kyrie's mind. Is this oh, yeah, <laughs> Kyrie says, I look at Katie, I see myself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie said, Kyrie said in an interview, he was clearly high on the stage. I don't know. There was something not right. <laughs> Yo, he was burning stage on that, that interview. I think like, oh, he was. Katie, in my former life, I was you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, what are you smoking? Right. Seriously. Seriously. And on that note, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>